to do just that. I'm your host, M. I am a artist and I am also learning to tattoo. I just tattooed a Gemini sign today. How are you, friends? Hi, I'm Aladdin Firm. I am an actor, singer, tap dancer, baby dragolesque performer, political activist, and today I've been recording, which we will talk about later. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah, and this is my friend. Hi, my name is Eddie Crash, aspiring teen heartthrob, even though I'm 27. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I am a musician, producer, songwriter. I've done a lot of work in the drag community, which is how I met Aladdin. I do a lot of drag producing in Brooklyn, New York native, South Bronx born and raised. And uh, I'm just here to make spaceship beats and have fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so excited to have you as our first guest. Thank Am you. I the first guest? Yeah, thank oh you. Oh my god, I'm yes, so are. fucking honored. That's crazy. I don't do things anymore. I just hide in this room and make noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can confirm. Can confirm. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you for being on, Eddie. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited to talk to you and Aladdin about your project that you're working on. But let's get the genesis of Eddie. So, <laughs> so would you like to introduce yourself a little bit more further? Like if you want to, you can self-identify, kind of tell us like if you are queer. I've been told that you are queer. I am very queer. Okay. <laughs> just, wanted to, just wanted to double check. So tell us your genesis into your identity and your queerdom if you would like. And if not, just start with your genesis into music. There's an incredible way to ask that question. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, like I said, I grew up here in New York City, the lovely Bronx, uptown from Manhattan. It's that place that most people in Brooklyn don't ever go to because they don't really have any reason to. And good, it's not, everyone minds their own business over there. Nothing happens. It's not special. No, don't, don't Williamsburg us. <laughs> it's, I, you know, I grew up around a lot of different styles of music. I myself was Puerto Rican, Italian, and Irish, as is most of the Bronx. So I grew up around reggaeton, boom bap hip hop, um, Irish folk music, Italian. One of my first gigs, I was actually a, a Jerry Lewis impersonator when I was like five or six. I did like a Jerry Lewis show with a friend. And uh, yeah, just music has always been my thing. Like I do a little bit of political activism. I worked with, I was there for Occupy Wall Street. I volunteered for Bernie Sanders. I've done a lot of work for progressive Democrats around Brooklyn, but that's kind of been the one and two is just making the music that I like and makes sense to me and also standing up for you know, things that I want to see happen in my city. I love my hometown a lot, and I want to see it get better and better and make sure that the people who are living here get to benefit from that better and better. Awesome. Do you play instruments, or do you do most of it electronically? So I have been dipping my toes into the electronic stuff with this album, which has been a learning. It was like my quarantine skill. I learned how to make beats and roll joints. Like, those are the two things that I spent <laughs> six months, like, mastering. Like the first week, garbage. Beautiful. Now watch cat. I can like with the like a Tom and Jerry cartoon character, just bam, chopstick rolled. <laughs> now I, I can roll joints that. while I make beats. But before I had those very applicable life skills, I was in a lot of music theory. I played in jazz band growing up and things like that. So I hate the word multi instrumentalist because like bro, you're a musician. It's not you should know multiple. <laughs> like if that's your yeah. job, you should know that. But like guitar, bass. I play a little bit of drums, some horn. I just like. Sometimes I'll pick instruments up and just kind of like mess with them and I'm like, yeah, I know how to play that and I don't, but I'll just say that I do because <laughs> I know like three songs. Hell yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, try to be well-rounded, you know? Absolutely. That's awesome. 
And then do you also produce all of your tracks as well? So I have, our manager calls him my little pocket producer. <laughs> he is my best friend from freshman homeroom. His name is Kevin O'Brien, also known as Kevin Levin, also known as Obi-Wan because he's a giant nerd. <laughs> and he is an amazing producer, so incredibly talented, well studied. Like he was like the academic dude. I was the one who was more so like learning it in dive bars and stuff, but really, really talented kid. And he is working on all of our stuff. I produce a little bit of the album, but in order to give myself space to write, I trusted him with the project. I even told him, I was like, there's nobody in the world. Like I have known you longer than anyone else in music. I knew you when I first started playing guitar. I need you to work on this with me. And he was so down. Like we recorded our first single in this room in like a day. And it was the best experience of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, so so you said that this genre is going to be more electronic, but what do you what do you prefer to either listen to or make music? Like what genre? I know some musicians don't like the word genre. <laughs> it's, it's not even that I hate genre. It's like Aladdin <laughs> can contest that I, I throw so much music at this beautiful tiny head and none of it is even cohesive. It's like, we'll start the morning, I'm like Wu-Tang and Biggie and like all this like 90s stuff. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, here's this sea shanty that I really like, that I think is good for this album. It's just, I'm really like, genre means so little to me that now I'm like, yeah. instead of doing a whole album of one genre, I want to do a whole album that's like 900 different things and just really like stretch what that looks like. And it's, it's crazy too, because, and obviously I didn't think I was special. I did not think I was the only person who operated this way, but to see somebody else who also operates this way, it's like in the morning we're listening to fuck it. And like one thing. And by the end of the day, we're listening to something so wildly different. And through the recording process, which we'll like obviously get into talking about later, just the amount of things, the spaghetti thrown at the wall. I really don't care. <laughs> just I'm just like, So yes. much spaghetti. What is it today? I was like, I have this Irish Chad song and I really need you to sell this. Aladdin is not Irish. We are yes. in Brooklyn. Uh, not like, not like that, I'm like this song. I'm not that kind of Irish. This uh, is very like. I was going to say, I, listen, I do have Irish roots uh, on my mom's side of the family. This but, isn't But roots. that's not, yeah. This, this is, is the is whole like tree. very. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's all we've got like was it there's like hip because then we can add like what does it sound like and I don't because every time I send somebody a song they're like oh so that's what the album sounds like I'm like well, no. no it's not <laughs> no. there's like punk drums in there spaceship noises I've got some acoustic numbers on there like, literally NASA like I have a database I'm mad I'm talking about this right now I have a database from NASA that I pulled of like missile counts from like different spaceship launches and like the the frequency with which I will just be like nah fuck it it's going in there bro this is like a <laughs> protest song I'm like I don't care it's going in I just need that boom <laughs> I love that that's so good yeah I think I think it's not even it's it's not even trying to like prove anything it's just that we <laughs> like so much different stuff and it's like well I like it so I guess it's that's gonna be how it is and maybe other people will jam to it like the, hope so the only thing I'm proving is that I smoke way too much weed and I spend way too much time listening to weird records from first <laughs> <laughs> so in other words uh it's Brooklyn in it's, it's it's Bushwick in an album. It is very Bushwick, and I didn't realize that until halfway through. I was just like, oh, God, I'm going to get creamed by my friends uptown. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't move down to Brooklyn and grew a stupid mustache and started rapping. It's terrible. See, but that's the thing. It's like where Em and I are from. Like, I, I, I feel like you and I now would say, like, oh, this is very Bushwick, but I feel like, see, where we're from, people would be like, oh, that's very Detroit of you. <laughs> yeah. Bushwick yeah. and Detroit remind me. Like, hipster Bushwick and hipster Detroit – for those of my friends back at home, like, they're, to me, very similar. 
it's all yeah it's all the same influences and aesthetics and all that you know yeah i feel i feel that <laughs> oh man so how did you guys meet and when you told me someone was gonna ask this question and i didn't believe you i told you <laughs> <laughs> so can, can I can I tell this story? You might Eddie's, as well. Eddie's embarrassed to tell this story. Oh man. Well, let me let me record myself saying, "How did you meet?" Because I feel like I said that in a really like passive way, and I want to sound better. <laughs> I, I think it's funny to hear him like lose a sh. Okay, fine. Then that's fine. We'll just keep going. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> so so Eddie and I met quite by accident, actually. So I let. I, so I broke my own promise to myself and I let quarantine bully me into making a TikTok for yes. Aladdin Firm. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll make a TikTok. And I started, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I'm not hip with the kids, but anyway, so I had made a TikTok of myself in full drag in full like Ziggy Stardust with my ukulele. And singing a very, like, <laughs> stripped-down acoustic version of Moon Age Daydream. It was almost like a lullaby, and it was the single cutest thing I've ever seen. I, like, lost yes. my mind. I'm like, this is my shit. This is, like, everything that I like. And, like, one, like that's, like, man, TikTok's algorithm is really fucking specific because, like... I probably, yeah. if you had given me six months, I probably would have done that. <laughs> like, made the exact TikTok. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it I guess it somehow ended up on Eddie's For You page, and he commented on it, and we followed each other. Like, you said something really nice, like, wow, that was adorable, or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's real nice. And we followed each other, and then I think we ended up following each other on Instagram, like, yep. shortly after. But you went live. And not a lot. I'm so bad at live streaming. I have no idea what to do with my hands. So yeah, I I think I had gotten like notifications like Eddie Crash is now live, and I had like seen a bunch of his content, and I was like, oh, this person seems really cool. And you had said that you're like from New York, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. This is somebody else who's in Brooklyn, another queer person in Brooklyn. Like that's really dope. And on. You're live. I was like one of the only people who was actually conversing with you, as as Eddie was trying. To, I'm sorry. There was like Eddie, seven people on, and I'm like, I don't know how to entertain people. So like, what the fuck I am think, I doing? I think you were just throwing your basketball at the like. I have a basketball hoop in here, and sometimes when I don't know what to do because my manager makes me live stream, I will fully just start trying to sing shots, and it never goes well. I always miss. <laughs> so I'm one of the only people like actually trying to converse with this person, and Eddie was like, Oh my gosh, Aladdin Firm is here. This is an artist that I actually really like, and my little queer heart was like, oh, that's that's so nice. And you said something about living in Bushwick. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I have a bunch of friends who live in Bushwick. We're neighbors. Not really. But like, we're neighbors. I live in Crown Heights. And you were like, oh, that's not that far. Yeah. And then you were like, I, I kind of want to talk to you later. <laughs> it's like... Like, in the middle of, like, around people, there's, like, strangers who are just, like, watching this business deal go down. Because, like, 
<laughs> I fell on like that old like because I grew up in the tour scene. Like I toured for years and years and years and years, playing around the Northeast and like a couple times like out in other countries and Ireland. That one special two weeks where I just I don't remember any of it because um, I was drinking. That special two weeks of blackout. But uh, like brought to you by Guinness. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, so much, so fuck. Oh. Please sponsor us. Um. <laughs> like it's just that old like if you don't know what to say, you just shout the name of the town that you're in, and people are like. Bleh! So it's just like I'm in Brooklyn. Fuck it. And then like there's like seven people and we were the only person to respond. I was like, I actually like that person. They're by shitting on the other six people that were in that live stream. Like, fuck all these other people. I'm having a one-on-one conversation with an idiot. <laughs> it's fully one-on-one. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at it. And so yeah, no, we uh we linked up and I invited them over. I rented this little apartment out in Bushwick. I was working in a communal studio, but it really wasn't like I just couldn't focus. And then after COVID and everything, we just me and my husband found our own place. So I built this little spot to start working on the album and I don't know I just your voice was really cool and you seemed like you had like a really cool vibe and I was like I want to get that like on a feature and then you showed up and then we hung out for nine fucking hours and told because of course why wouldn't I expect hanging out with a non-binary person that the first nine hours that I know them is gonna be sitting here and just unpacking every traumatic thing that has ever happened ever (laughs) that is a queer dating 101 Hey, do you want to sit in a room for 10 hours, get fucked up, and just talk about all the terrible it's, things that have happened so, to us so to get here? That was the thing is, like, yeah, he was like, I want to write and record a song with you. And, like, had we were, we had been on, what, like, a Instagram, like, video call. And he, like, pulled up this beat. And I was like, what the fuck? This beat is the sickest thing I've ever heard. Like, I'm really excited. Spaceship noises abound. Like, hell yeah. So yeah, I came over because we're both COVID negative and try, you know, obviously friends keep each other safe. But yeah, sat in here, chain smoking, unpacking all of our trauma for nine or ten hours, and I, I think, what towards the end of that, we're like listening through the song, and Eddie just like it was so sweet, it was so wholesome. He just turns and looks at me and he goes, "Do you want to be in my band?" And <laughs> I like. Started to get weird and emotional. <laughs> I was like, Eddie, I don't think you understand. I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to ask me that question. And nobody has ever wanted to be in a band with me. I've been wa- like, I this, what? And this kid, he looks at me and goes, dude, I already offered you the gig. I don't need your fucking sob story. It was so like, <laughs> and then I stepped off the bus from small town and I knew I was going to be a star, mama. And I'm like, good dude, I like we have a production schedule and I have like two weeks to record this record, which is insane because I'm a <laughs> stupid person and I don't have a deadline thing. So I'm like, I just need you to like, are we doing this? Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the story of how we became best friends in a day. This person has been in my house every day for like a week and a half. I don't know how my husband doesn't think I'm cheating. It's just insane. <laughs> like, like literally because every I hour. Because I love and respect the hell out of Ryan. That is That's true. why. Yeah, no, Ryan, it, it's, he does it. This is the thing that Ryan, I love Ryan, if him. you listen to this, I love you. I love you so much. He is such an... Uh, he better. You're on it. <laughs> like, he just doesn't even question things. I'm like, this is Aladdin. They're going to be hanging out for the next, like, however long it takes to make this fucking record. And they might leave to go do other stuff and tap dance. But when they come back, it's like, we're going to be doing this. Yeah, I leave So it. used I... to the program now, he's just like... Cool, just be wrapped up by midnight and we're good. Yeah, I, I leave on tu- I leave on Tuesdays to go teach and then I come back and do more. I just love the conversation of this is Aladdin. 
they're gonna be in our house for nine to 15 days or whatever the fuck, but they're gonna go tap dance. Like all of this without knowing any sort of context. No. Just like, <laughs> it sounds like a fever dream. He knew that's what it feels like. like. He knew they were coming over the first day and then by the end of it, he's like, it sounds like it went well. I was like, yeah, I, I told him they're gonna do it. And then like, just cause he's so like, keep in mind, this, this poor man has had to deal with like, he comes home and we're doing the studio and there's just like nine drag queens in our living room with like seven mirrors and they're all like do like and just knows like this is what he does this is his work i can't <laughs> he's just like a little he does um he's a horror novelist he does like vampire and creature horror a lot of queer romance stuff so like he's he's there but so he he's not a, yeah he's not as like he gets it. he's more of an introvert but he's not as like explosive mm-hmm. with it so he's just like cool with like whatever i'm like well, one the, day i'm gonna find the thing that's the thing is like ryan is very much i mean from what little uh, you know the little amount of time that i've gotten to know the both of you ryan's a, i mean ryan's a really cool person but it's also kind of an intellectual and then there's us so we're just fucking insane shitty dummies just a couple <laughs> of shitty dummies <laughs> he's like working on a novel and me and this one are like oh my god <laughs> What's the laugh you've been doing? Oh my god! Sorry. So we, yeah, part part of our creative process is that we watch dumb things and make each other laugh hysterically. And we were watching all that. I think we were watching all that, and we were watching the Good Burger sketch. And it was, yes. <laughs> like every fifteen minutes for the past seven days. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> we were watching Dave and they were talking about male moaning. I was like, fuck that, I moan. And he just like looks, they just like look at me. I'm like, yeah, no. I climb the mountain. I sing the songs I like to sing. Whatever. Ridiculous. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, so oh I don't God. know. It's just... It's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. This, this man has very quickly become one of my best friends and most trusted yep. people. He and his husband have very quickly adopted me into their little family. Their dog has adopted me. Their yeah. dog loves me. Not too much loves you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's, I don't know. Does that answer the question? Yes. That is how did we meet? Yes. Um, two I love that. Very dumb people found each other and realized your idiot matches my idiot. Let's go tell the world about it. And yeah. now we're doing that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, Aladdin, are you writing the lyrics for your songs? Or the songs that you're featured on? I apologize if Dobbert is growling. Yes. So, I don't, it's, been, it's been interesting. So, you know, we wrote, we wrote our first single together that was before I was asked to be fully in the band. And I wrote, I wrote um, the hook for that. The rest is mostly this guy. But after Eddie was like, hey, you know, would you like to be in my band? I was like, I mean, I have a couple songs that I've written. I, you know, I was very, I was really shy about it, actually. I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I've only written a couple songs before. Like, they're not that good. I don't know. So I sent them to him. And he was like, what the fuck, kid? Like, these are I want to like, record these. are amazing. These. Like, these are incredible. Like, how have you not... I, I'm... Any man who... Because I know every guy in Bushwick is a producer. Every fucking dude in Bushwick is now. It's like, you either run a podcast or you're making... Like, it's just... It's, a group of white dudes is just called a podcast. A pod, yeah, yeah. That is the nomenclature. Because <laughs> so, like, it's like a big music neighborhood. There's a lot of clubs. It's why people move yeah. here is to work on it. So, like, I'm just... I'm like, any guy that met this person before me or other... Any producer that met you before me is a fucking idiot. Because I was like, these songs are yep. really fucking good. They're put together. The hooks are incredible. They're hard felt it's not just like here's me and my big guitar a boy broke up with me and now i'm sad about it i'm just singing cursive it's like an actual like 
pop song. I was like, this just needs work. Like, that's all it needs, and it'll be great. I stand by the fact that anybody can make music. I made a living off of the fact that anybody can make music. I used to do a pop-up in Greenwich Village with my buddy. He wow, ran the whole thing. that's really gay. Yep. Super <laughs> and uh, we did, like, recording. People were just coming off the street, and they're like, oh, I'm not a musician. I'm like, that's not what I asked you. Like, I have, I'll do whatever you can't do. Just do what you can do, even if that's just, like, whistling or snapping your fingers, and you can figure it out. And they've taken to this very quickly, I might add, like just hitting tracks, like burning through tracks at a rate that is like not what you see from someone who doesn't have experience recording, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy with the process. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've written a couple of, like I said, I've written a couple of my own songs that Eddie was like really excited about. And, and then we've written a few together. There was one where... I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the process of that one song that we wrote, if, if that, like, gives away the magic. Oh, Robots vs. Vampires? <laughs> that's the working title. And I no, think that's that, the real title. No, it's Robots that title needs to I'm putting no. it out into the lore and the ether and the general can Western canon. It is called that, Robots vs. Vampires. To, it's a working title, that. and it needs to be it's working, working very hard. No, no, it's working very hard. No, it needs to be working harder. Hard. It is uh, the <laughs> hardest working title in showbiz. <laughs> But, so, how how we ended up writing that song was it started, like, a writing prompt where Eddie had, like, written the first, like, verse. Yeah. And then was like, all right, your turn. Where where do you think this story is going? So, he didn't tell me about the story going on in his head, and then I didn't tell him about the story going on in my head. And so then we had to, like, keep matching each other's lyrics and that, and we built a song that way. And it was that was really cute, and it turned into a really pretty song. It turned into a really lovely duet. But what's the name of that mm-hmm. song? <sighs> it's currently, called, it's called currently called Robots versus Vampires. And <laughs> is this gonna give away the magic if I tell them like what it's about? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so what happened was you mean it's not about robots? No, and I mean vampires? it is because we didn't <laughs> tell each other that. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, so one person came with the robots and one person came with the yeah, vampires. Yeah, I think it's very obvious which is which. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like super obvious which is which. But so Eddie was like, I'm not going to tell you like what I'm writing mine about and you're not going to tell me what you're writing yours about. And so for whatever reason, Eddie had been like really on a kick of talking about the movie Hackers. And you've just I, been talking about the we movie. We don't have names, that. man. We are nameless. And <laughs> so I, I like read through the lyrics again as we're like singing it through, and I was like, "Dude, is this about the? Is this about hackers?" Because we were like having to like, what about like twenty? Because it's just like improv. Like we can't tell each other. So like, what about like twenty years if we like sat down and we finally told each other like what the song was about? Thinking like this person is like going through this like actual professional place you know like singing about things that are universal and would touch somebody's heart and in my head i'm just like now we gotta get away from the syndicate what do you mean because... vampires are universal and they touch more than hearts i might add have <laughs> mm. <laughs> 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 i mentioned that it's been fun <laughs> <laughs> it, but yeah it was like this because it wasn't just hackers it was just because i wrote it as a originally the first verse was part of what was going to be this like kind of like jack johnson love song uh for my husband and then i just never did anything with the verse but i really like the hook it's like this jazzy i mean you'll hear it when it comes out but it's really really fun and I just had that first line, and then this one went, and I was like, all right, I'm going to start fucking trolling now because, like, I'm bored, and I want to see where I can take this. I haven't had fun with lyrics in a while. And we realized halfway through that we're like, because was, there was a line that, like, gave it away, and I was like, you son of a bitch, this is about vampires, isn't it? And then you were like, you were watching Hackers before. I was like, damn it! <laughs> 
neither of us is clever. I forgot. The yeah, most hard no, part, the, the most important thing is that neither of us is clever. No, so but it that's doesn't... the thing is like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it came from a real sincere place of I'm still a 13 year old kid who used to like the Twilight series. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know my roots. <laughs> I'm true to myself. I don't try to pretend to be anything that I'm not. No one is Hollywood phonies. Listen, coastal I, elites. <laughs> I've, I've been telling Eddie, listen, I come as advertised. You really do. And I really do. I don't try to pretend to be as, anything that I'm as not. As advertised, I agree. One thing, and I don't know if you had this experience too when you met them, but like. No, yo. because M and I met in person. At, wait, M, we never mm. talked about how we met. Anyway, never mind. We'll get we'll get to it. It's all good. <laughs> this is about you and Eddie today. The first day that they came in, they, I went to go like let them into the apartment. I'm like that is the tiniest human being. Yeah. Well, that was also I thought they were twelve. Yeah, I was like, I'm like <laughs> are they? And then I saw them. You know, okay, okay. I'm sorry. One one thing, real quick. So I will divulge a tiny little thing. So the first time I ever saw Aladdin was in Big B. Yes. Of course. Sorry. And you were talking, I, I'll just believe his name, but you were talking. Yes, I remember. He's the only man that's shorter than you. So. Oh my God. Is he shorter than me? He's either shorter than you or he's as tall as you. Anyways. On the same height. Does he have legs? How is that humanly we're possible? Five, we're, he, he does. Yeah. He's a, he's a cis man that is as short as so. Anyways, but you were talking and then you tar started talking about weed and I was like, oh, they're not 12. <laughs> Or at least I hope not. Right? But did say this in the other episode is that when M and I first met each other, yeah. So we met when M was working at Bigby, which for those of you who aren't in Michigan, that is a Michigan-based coffee chain that I'm obsessed with. I make my mom send me Bigby coffee in the mail. Listen, the Vermont maple slaps. Okay. It does, one hundred percent. But yes, so I think we mentioned this in the other episode. But when M and I first met each other, I, this is before either of us knew that we were as queer as we are. And I definitely looked, I know already, I know I'm repeating myself, but I definitely looked like Junie B. Jones. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> like, I had some, like, they weren't, they weren't turf bangs, but they were definitely, like, blunt cut bangs it. with the it. big purple glasses. Yep. Yeah, somebody told me once that I looked like Sarah Palin, and I almost punched her oh in the throat. God. Like, that was not, it wasn't a good look. That's too far. Jones is a queer That's icon. homophobic, actually. Yes, it's actually quite homophobic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I've been told this. I guess I project larger <laughs> yes. via the interwebs. But imagine if I were that large in real life, I would be. Oh, you'd be unstoppable. No one could tell you anything. Drunk with power. Yeah, but that's I mean, the thing. still, like, yeah, I would also yeah. probably be really annoying. Man, what if? <laughs> I don't know how this man hasn't tried to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> there have been a couple times where we've like gone to bed yelling at each other. And like about dumb shit like politics and it's like we're saying the same thing but like you're not saying it the way that I hear it in my brain so fuck you. And poor Ryan is just like you're saying the same thing. He will literally stop us and be like, I think that you're both saying the same thing, and I think it's time to let go of this topic. I think it's time for you to go the fuck to sleep. It's always like mad late. It's like, I think you're just tired. I don't think you actually hate each other. You just need to go to sleep because it's been 12 hours and <laughs> yeah. you haven't seen another human being in days. We, like, haven't been outside. I, because the quarantine stuff, like, our manager is very, very, like, specific about that. Like, he's not, like, mm -hmm. controlling, but he's like, 
when it was just me, like, I was going crazy. <laughs> he was here every day, and, like, I would go out and do stuff, but he's, like, very tight about, like, we need to figure out how to make this work within yeah. the new normal, okay. for lack of a better phrase, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, like, go in, like, maybe, I don't know if you have any more to talk about that, but, yeah, how is recording during fucking Covidina? Oh, my God. It's, like, it, it's weird, so, like, this all started because of my podcast that I do, um, that's where the name came from, uh, WFRSDE, the space station, because it was Why Fireside, the space station, and we were trying to do, like, I don't know if you've ever listened to Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie, he is my god, <laughs> he is this man who does this, like, AM paranormal like not a podcast not like true crime edge like this is a man who is like 50 years old and genuinely believes his whole heart that werewolves exist and that they're in the government i love that and he's into like ghosts and aliens and all that and i wanted to do something kind of like that but more like talking to my friends who are artists and, and creators and started making music for that podcast while i was working on it because me and my buddy kevin who's my producer now we just like send each other stupid things that we're working on and when i got I was working on the album in New England, and I realized, why don't I just like, combine these two things now that I can do this with like electronic music? So coming into here was more the most normal aspect of all of it, because this is the part that I know. This is the, like, you're supposed to be, like, quarantined from the world when you're working on an album. You spend a few weeks, you know, just because I don't have, like, months to work on this. I'm not, like, in a major label deal. So it's a couple weeks where you're just like, you don't talk to anybody, you don't go out, you make, make some content or whatever, but you're just kind of like, it's you and your studio and that's it. So in a way, it's not really that different. Obviously, there are things, there are stresses and things like that that make it distinctly 2020. But yeah. for the most part, the thing that's kept me sane is that this is like, weirdly enough, normal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. The only times we really leave the apartment or the studio even (laughs) is to like go to the bodega and like (laughs) get like coffee and a sandwich snacks and yeah get snacks and then just come back and like hunker back down or to like go out to the courtyard and have a fucking cigarette and like that's that's it yeah my i specifically picked this apartment because i knew it was like right in the middle of like everything that i needed like my grocery store my pizza place and my bodega are all in the same corner so new york oh and the laundromat's down the street and the train's right there if i ever need to go do shit so i was just like cool now i have no reason to ever leave this house i can just work on this and that won't drive me insane like the shining at all i mean yeah i i really only leave to either go back to my apartment and like grab clothes or to go yeah on Tuesdays I go and teach tap dance so like I've like left to go teach and then have yeah immediately come back here and like crashed I've just been crashing on the couch (laughs) it's very much like it's so bare bones here I have like a bed a couch and then like you know this because most of it was just it wasn't supposed we're building it up but it was the immediate concern was just being work ready and like a week before Aladdin came in we had like this like we just bought a sofa and like I got to use it like twice and now it's just like Aladdin's bed (laughs) (laughs) I love that oopsie Uh. yeah I was I I mean I was talking to another friend of mine and telling her about this process because she and I met well I mean okay she and I met up because uh she was handing off a pair of shoes that she wanted me to to customize for her and she was like, yeah, so like you said, you've been like working on this album and was like asking me all these questions, pretty much the same questions that you're asking now. And she was like, I don't understand. How do you just like get people to adopt you? <laughs> um, and for, for friends who are listening to this who know me, and for those of you who don't know me, this has been a trend in my life where like, even even when I lived back home in Michigan, but especially since I moved out here to New York, 
you know, I don't have any family members that live out here, and I moved out here to go to drama school and then graduated, and I've been out here since. I have, like, my tap family that has adopted me, and I can go and stay at their house at any time, and they always let me crash on their couch. And then I have a like political activism family. And I've also like crashed on their couch more times than I can count. And then I have various other friends who, yeah, they just like, I don't know what it is. She goes, I don't know what it is about you that people like look at you and they're like, yes, this one. You're ours now. Because you're small. It's kind of <laughs> small really just and tiny and need to be taken care of. Probably people are like, this poor child. Why are you, are you lost? Are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't... I'm fine, but okay. <laughs> it's because you have a very, like, you're a very friendly person. You have a very warm presence about you. And I think that mm-hmm. people, good people, hopefully mostly good people, acknowledge that. And they, you know, especially with artists in New York, like, we get it, dude. We've all been broke. Yeah. The only reason I have the stage name Eddie Crash is because when I was younger and touring, that was the joke. Eddie's crashing here tonight. Eddie's crashing there tonight. Eddie Crash... I, I, I didn't sleep in a bed for, like, two years straight. I was just, like, oh on trains God. and, like, on couches and playing shows. Okay, yeah, speaking of... Which I want to circle back to the fact that Aladdin told me that you have gone traveling for your music and everything and you've gone overseas. What was that like? And what was the what was the purpose? Like were you working with somebody specific when you did that? Or this kids done everything for your stuff? It so I a guitar was more like a like learning guitar was more of a trade for me than it was anything else. Like I had a lot of friends who were like into it because they, you know, they want to be rock stars. They're like, oh, I heard, you know, it makes you know, girls like you and you're popular and stuff. I was like 14. I was like, I just need a thing that I can do so that I don't starve to death. Because <laughs> I grew oh up in like a very not, and I won't get into all this, but like I, I grew up in a pretty rough um, family situation and needed to make money to, you know, keep myself afloat. And I was picked up guitar and I started playing around the dive bars, doing cover shows. I did a lot of like Zeppelin and Skinner and all that stuff for like bikers. And I hated it because I was like, that's not what I want to do. Because once I started learning how to play, I got my own, like, what I liked. And that wasn't what I was into. So I started writing original stuff solely for the purpose of not having to play old 70s covers. And I had to make it good enough that those bikers would still be like, I fuck with this heavy. So I joined this, like, grunge band called the 30th of February, who are still going. Really cool alternative band from New England. And that's just been it. I feel like I picked that guitar when I was 14, and I just, like, and now I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, stuff falls in. People like what you're doing. They want you to stick around. They want to work with you and collaborate with you, and they support your art, which is always really cool. I got into a lot of nonprofit work, which helped. And then when I went overseas, it was a buddy of mine that I met messing around down south is from Dublin. And he was like, yeah, why don't you come up for St. Patrick's Day? You can stay at my house for the week, and, you know, we can hang out. You can play guitar, whatever you want to do. Wow. So I showed up with $400 cash in my wow. pocket, all like Euro toilet paper money, whatever. It was so weird. I'm like, I can't fit these in my wallet. Their bills are too big. <laughs> um, and uh, I showed up and me and him had a great time. Shout out to my boy Raza, Ryan uh, Platts out in Swords. He showed me Dublin, Galway, Conmara, the Cliffs of Moher. Some spots like way out in the middle of Ireland, nowheresville, like in the fields. It was a really cool experience just like being around. I got to meet like the band Heathers and uh, Hozier was at a bar that we were at. Um, what? That's awesome. I met Heathers 15 minutes after mimicking fellatio on the Oscar Wilde statue across the street from his house. <laughs> <laughs> I will see if I can find wow. that picture for the Instagram. And he is so quintessentially queer. That's the trick I get. That's, see, that's how I get paid, baby, because they think I'm going to hit him with some Bruce Springsteen, like, oh, I'm here. And then I show up and I'm like, nah, I'm a big old fag. We're going to sing some show tunes. 
I'm gonna turn the party. Yes, let's and do this. If Trixie Mattel can do it, so can I. It's just it's so <laughs> yes. funny too because like yeah, when we first when we first met the first time I came over, like we're sitting in here, we're working on music, and Eddie just goes, "Girl, I love your nails." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I always love people because like wow, I really love it. It was just so like so. <laughs> I don't know, non like, because uh, that's just who you are. You're just like, wow, I really love your nails. I could look just, one way and be another. It's just yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, not no. saying you can't. I'm I saying know. it's something I appreciate about you. It's I, just like, who you're just you. I get it that's a lot right. from the drag queens because they, like, it's so funny. They call, call me dad. Not daddy, dad. <laughs> dad, yeah. <laughs> because I do, like, carpentry for It's more endearing. <laughs> it's because I do, like, the carpentry for them. I do, like, set design and things like that. And when they're getting ready, I'm always coming, like, who needs white? Who needs water? Whatever. I'm like, I just don't fucking care. And then, like, in the middle, they're like, fix them somebody's wig <laughs> I'll be like girl his nails the wrong I color you know I just I grew up in, in entertainment so like it's not my my parents first date literally their first date was the Rocky Horror Show in the village I messed up like there's yeah. definitely like he he didn't know that I was queer unfortunately he passed before I came out but he always had he's like there's something not normal about you and I feel like I'm to blame for that <laughs> oh I love that <laughs> Well, we just like flew through all of my questions. Do you have anything else that maybe we missed about the album or the process? Uh, I mean, or anything else you just want to throw out there just because you're here and you can talk? Yeah, I, I just want your day. <laughs> I, I guess I'll say that it's I, it's, I firmly believe this is the best work that I've ever done. I've worked on a lot of stuff over the years. I'm not going to go through the ups and downs of my career because that shit would give anybody depression, but. Like, I, I've worked a lot, and I've done a lot of different work in the industry, and I've made a lot of different, like, I've been on albums, I've tried to make albums, I have albums that flop, that I like, that I did, all that. The single off of this Day by Day, which is out for sale right now, a portion of the proceeds of that are still going to LGBTQ charities. We're trying to hit a goal of $3,000 on that single alone, going to the Audrey Lord Project, which helps with queer POC uh, nonprofits in the city. And then two homes up in the Bronx, Destination Tomorrow, which is a lovely youth queer shelter. They do a lot of amazing work in the Bronx where it's not as progressive as people might think. There are still a lot of kids getting tossed out and it's really rough in the Bronx because that's one of the hardest parts of the city. So when you're a kid and you're queer and now you're exposed to all this, it's just so much to deal with. And they create a really safe space for those kids. And then there's Sage New York City, which is a queer elder care home which as we know is important because queer folks, especially older queer folks, a lot of them don't have children to look after them. And a lot of them, especially here in the city, are very, very broke due to systemic reasons. So I have, I started out donating all of the proceeds to that for the first day to get people to actually like, you know, get involved. And I've been doing that constantly over the past few weeks. Um, you know, just do, the, the goal is to donate a quarter of anything we ever make from this band to queer nonprofits and charities. Kind of my deal with big men upstairs <laughs> on that one. And uh, I just, I think that that song when I released it, it was by far some of the best stuff I'd ever written. And this album is just going to be an improvement on that. And I'm really excited to share it with everybody. That's so awesome. I'm so excited. So where is it available for purchase? Uh, you can go to eddiecrash.bandcamp.com. That's E-D-D-Y, crash, like car crash, dot bandcamp.com. That song is on there. There's a love song that I wrote for my husband that's on there that also might be on the album soon. It's a demo version that I recorded in my old studio. And my EP of what I call, I named it Songs That Paid My Electric Bill. Because uh, I used to ghostwrite for like singer-songwriters. And they were a couple songs that I couldn't release as my own, but I could perform as covers for legal reasons. 
Like they're all the people that I did it with are all cool with me. I asked them first, but for those I had to name it something stupid. So I was like, oh, songs that pay my electric bill because I made like a hundred bucks off of this collection of doofy like acoustic songs. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Anything you would like to conclude with, Aladdin? Oh man, I don't, I don't even know. It's just this has been such a whirlwind for me. I, it's, I, I don't know. It really has felt kind of like a weird fever dream. <laughs> Just because, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I'm, I, I've like ha been waking up every day and writing music and going to sleep and waking up and doing it all over again. It's just, it's been really exciting. I don't know. I feel really good about what we're doing. And for somebody who's so new to this and being in such a like welcoming and like fostering environment, like I haven't even met Kevin in person and he has already like, said really lovely things about me, which is like, this is so sweet. And JD, our manager, is already just so lovely. Everyone's just so lovely. I'm just, wow, it's such an honor to be here. And I, it sounds so corny, but like, it's, I don't know. We all like what you're doing. Kevin, uh, real quick, there was the one, like the first time I sent him Aladdin's vocals, he was like, oh, I love this. Can you send me more of this? I want to hear this like a lot more, like all the time. I just want it in my ears. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Wow. And I never want to mix anything else. I was just like, you you got it, man. <laughs> really sweet. Aladdin. Yeah, these people are really lovely. I'm very happy to be doing this. Because, um, yeah, I have, I wanted to be in a band like ever since I was like a, you know, a dumb teenager. Like, I don't know. I, I was like, yeah, I feel like I have like big front man energy, like whatever. And people are like, sure, kid, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm very excited to be in a place where I can kind of utilize. I think it's really similar to why I was so drawn to like Draglesque also is like, now I can use Draglesque as a part of this. Um, I'm getting to do something that I don't, I, I, I had been complaining to my, to my folks and to my friends like, man, I haven't really found an outlet for my singing in a long time. And I love to sing. It's something that I love to do when I lived Back at home, I was in four choirs in a vocal jazz ensemble, and then I moved out here to do drama, and, like, we did singing in school, but it just, you know, it never felt like enough for me, and I don't know. I, I'm just really excited. I think this is interesting work. Like Eddie said, we haven't felt tied to any sort of genre, so getting to explore all of these different avenues of expression has just been really freeing and something that I personally really, really, really needed at this time because, I mean, quarantine's really, I, I'm sure everyone can agree, has just been really tough and finding a new outlet of creative expression has just been, yeah, it's been extremely freeing and to find people that I vibe with just like so immediately has been wild. It's been really wonderful. Amen. It really feels yeah. like we were like we were like waiting to meet each other. Like that's how like in sync it was from day one. Like yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Aw, I love that. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Well, Thank you so much, guys, for taking time out of your very busy recording schedule to do this podcast. I know Aladdin's already on this, but, it, you know, thank you, Eddie, for making time. Yeah, to, thank you for um, being our first talk guest. With us. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. This is really cool. I love what you guys do, and I uh, hope to hear more in the future. Thanks. I'm excited to see where this goes as well. 
So, Eddie, why don't you plug all of your socials? Obviously, you're working on the album, but like any projects you have going on. Yes, right we want to keep ahead. our electric eye on you. Oh, wow. Yeah, so all my, my social media is Eddie, the word space, crash, at Eddie Space Crash. WFRSDE is also on Twitter and Instagram. Right now, it's mostly just the album. I do a little bit of stuff on TikTok because you have to now. <laughs> And I don't know, <laughs> I went viral twice on it and I was like, this seems to work. Fuck, it makes people buy the album. So like every time something goes viral, like I get a couple of sales, so screw it. So yeah, definitely find me out in there on TikTok and, uh, you know, just keep an eye out on Bandcamp for new releases. Perfect. Aladdin. So yes, if you would like to keep your electric eye on me, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Aladdin Firm. And if you would like to see me be a hot tramp and love me so, you it. can also find me on OnlyFans at sex Aladdin Firm. Positive, baby. Yes, we are sex oh, really yeah. positive here on Screaming and Non-Binary. So yeah, if you would like to do that, that is that is where I am. And yes, follow at WFRSDE on the Instagram that is the band. If you find a, a page that's called The Space Station, that is us. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I am M. My socials are Emily Craig Art. Craig is spelled K-R-I-E-G, like the German word. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know, all that, all that good stuff. But thank you so much for everyone listening. Go check out the album and we will see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.